welcome to the Oxford Imp Cast, a podcast from the Oxford Imps. It's lovely to be with you today. We are the Oxford Imps. We perform improvised games, sketches, songs, Shakespeare plays, anything based on your suggestions. Today we have Emma. Hello. We have Dan. Hi. Chloe. Hello. Alexis. Hi. And Giles. Hello. And Sarah on the keys. Thank you. All of today's suggestions come from our social media pages, uh, Facebook and Instagram, so make sure you keep an eye on those if you want to get involved. And just to let you know, as a result of that darn pandemic that's going on right now, we are socially distancing and wearing face masks during this recording. Uh, so let's get started with our first game. And for that, I need Dan and Chloe. Hello. Hi. And I am going to need a suggestion to inspire the scene. So I'm going to jump over to one of our socials now. The suggestion is a fly on the wall. Uh, so we're going to see a scene inspired by the suggestion fly on the wall from John. Thank you, John. Uh, and then I'm going to also take some suggestions of time periods from our socials. So John has also suggested uh, a couple of other time periods, such as a pub at 10.05 p.m. Michael has suggested May 1968 and the Bloomsbury Group in the 1920s. And from Becky, we have the year 2100. We'll come back to those time periods later. But for now, you're just going to see a scene inspired by the suggestion, a fly on the wall. Take it away, Chloe and Dan. Logan, I don't know if you've ever worked in the pharmaceuticals industry before, but if you had, you would know that we can't have insects in the lab. This is totally cross-contaminating. I believe that the earth belongs to every creature that walks, crawls, swims, etc. That means that you and I have the same rights as that little fly on the wall there. I noticed that you didn't say fly in your <laughs> list of ways that things move around, which frankly would exclude this particular insect. I said et cetera. I said et cetera, Darren. That's what I said, didn't that, I? That is a loophole, yeah. Yeah. So if I put et cetera at the end, means I can say anything I like. Well, look, that's all good, Logan, but if we don't get that fly, we are not going to be able to develop the accurate flavour for blue skittles. Pause! <laughs> that was a lovely scene, but it felt a bit too modern. So I'd like to see it again, set during May 1968. Logan, you might have never worked in the pharmaceuticals industry before. <laughs> but if you had, you would know that we can't have insects in the laboratory. Otherwise, it might still cross-contaminate. Even in the 60s, it might still cross-contaminate stuff. Uh, peace and love, Darren. Peace and love, man. Why would I kill that little bug when it could affect me karmically? Let's all just live and let live, Darren. I'm very high. <laughs> Look, you might believe those things. You might be against this war in Vietnam, but... <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, until we get rid of that fly, there's no way we're going to be able to develop this uh, cure for polio. <laughs> that was lovely, uh, but it still felt it still felt a little bit too modern. So I want to take you right back to the 1920s and the Bloomsbury Group, a suggestion from Michael. So let's see it in the style of the Bloomsbury Group in the 1920s. <laughs> Gee whiz, Logan, I, I've got to say, in this scientific endeavour, if, if you've never worked in this particular industry before, then, then 
I don't see how it's possible that we perchance can can complete our research with this with this fly dangling around in the air. The fly reminds me that there are different perspectives in the world, so to really lean into the Bloomsbury group, I'm gonna try this new thing called free indirect discourse, which is a literary movement about kind of a floating perspective that's not mine or yours, and perhaps it is indeed the flies. You maybe have been reading all of this newfangled Virginia Woolf and James Joyce stuff, but as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, unless we get this fly, we're never going to be able to cure Trenchfoot. Um, now I want you to cast your minds forward to the year 2100. What would this scene look like in the year 2100? Good morrow, log.am. Good morrow, dar.run. Perhaps you have never programmed in the pharmaceuticals complex before, but if you had, you would know that we cannot exist with this virus in our systems. Incorrect. Anything with life or resembling life must be preserved. Tis the robot rule. Perhaps that is what you may think, AI. But based on my <laughs> research, I would conjecture that we will not be able to complete with this virus in the system our research into creating robot consciousness. Pause! <laughs> <laughs> and our final suggestion from John, I want to see what this scene looks like uh, at a pub at 10.05pm. End scene! <laughs> <laughs> next game I need Giles. Hello. And Dan. Hello. And I'm going to take a suggestion from Instagram from Hannah Williams who has given us the, the suggestion of fiance. So this scene will be inspired by the suggestion of fiance and it's going to be a perfectly normal scene except for the fact that whenever Sarah feels like she is going to drop a filthy beat <laughs> like that <laughs> and our improvisers will have to carry on in flawless rap. So, without further ado, take it away, Dan and Giles, with the suggestion, fiancés. Carmen, I um, I really thought that uh, coming on this this island honeymoon before our wedding yes. would a pre-honeymoon, yeah, pre-honey for short would. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I I thought that maybe it would help you to make up your mind, but but you still haven't said yes to me. Well, Philip. I wouldn't say... I, I don't want to be um, blasé with words or, or anything with words, but have you heard of the phrase gold digger? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but I'm more of a silver grabber and I just, need, <laughs> I just need to make sure, you know, not only that you're the man for me and, you know, love in inverted commas, but that you've got some moolah, Darren. Was that your name? <laughs> Probably. I've got a lot of fiancés on the go. No, Philip! You're Philip! You're Philip, sorry. I was with Darren in the Seychelles last week. Carmen, Carmen it's, just, it's just this kind of lack of commitment that makes me concerned when I brought you all the way out here to Cancun that, that you're... Well... That you're just not taking this seriously. Philip, come on now. 
Look, I've come out here all the way to Cancun on our little pre-honeymoon And it's a problem with me and you, Carmen It's my relationship that you're harming We got a problem here between us Oh no, I can't rhyme with that, that would be terrible Anyway, uh, what I have to say that we, can, we should be away today We should be having a good holiday We should be getting ready for our mutual wedding We should be getting ready, cleaning the bedding Because we're gonna get... Well, Make some kids. That, that's all I have to say right now, Carmen. Philip, I, I may be a silver grabber, but I've, I never heard a man talk like that before. I've never known a man to clean a bed before intercourse. I mean, I'm, I'm, Carmen, I'm sorry if I'm too assertive for you. Right? No, no, no. It's. I used to think the Seychelles were superior to Cancun, but when I look at Cancun and when I look in your eyes, well. I think you know how I feel. Look. You've told me what your basic wage is, and I'm sorry, but that's just a load of piss. I want more. <laughs> I want more money. But you know what, Philip? You're kind of funny. Darren can leave. Mark can leave. Numerous other men can, can leave. leave. Because the thing is, I look in your eyes and I, I see more. I see a surprise. <laughs> So just surprise me today. Let's go stingraying. <laughs> okay, well, have you ever been stingraying? It's 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 marvelous fun. It's marvelous. Darren took me stingraying last week. It's not what you think. I don't. Come on, I don't want to hear anything more about Darren. You sort of ride them on it. Anyway, carry on. I don't, I don't want to hear anything more about Darren. And it's moral as well. They do it at SeaWorld. It's fine. It's like fine. I said, but you're not listening to okay, me. Sorry. I, don't want to hear anything, I don't want to hear anything more about Darren. If you want me to be assertive and to make decisions to go stingraying with you, yeah. I will. And you know what else? Mwah! Oh Harry. my God, you kissed the bellboy. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. If you can do it, I can do it too. Feel jealous now, Carmen? Carmen sad in chest. Oh, don't talk about yourself in the third person. <laughs> you, you, at least you know my, at least I, you know, work out the names of the men that I'm going to have illicit affairs with. You don't know the name of this bell boy. What's your name, boy? Davis. Davis. Well, you know what, Davis? Do you, would you rather be a best man or would you rather be my wife? <laughs> <laughs> your, your wife sounds lovely. Are you sorry, Davis? Are you saying that your wife, which is me, sounds lovely, or are you answering the question and want to be? Be don't your you, wife. Be your wife. Don't you talk to Davis like that, okay? We're in love. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I hit myself. <laughs> sorry. Uh, this is not how I planned this pre-honey to go, honey. <laughs> well, tell me exactly how you planned this pre-honey. <laughs> it was a five-step plan okay we are a woman and a man okay now number one on the list i gotta say we were gonna turn up on this holiday yep. number two okay. between me and you yep. we were gonna come all the way to cancun we yep. were gonna have a pre-honeymoon together yep. well whatever the weather it could be much look, better number three we go stingraying number four we go stingraying <laughs> have you ever been stingraying it's so much fun Go sing <laughs> Number five, the most important of the steps. We're gonna get together, gonna have some kids, or maybe not. That's to discuss much later. I don't wanna be here with the alligators and the stingrays, but we can have happier days. Stingrays. With the stingrays, anyway. Stingrays. Saying, let's go stingray, and we're gonna have a lot of fun together. We'll be playing. And sing. Hey. Hey.
for this next game, I need Chloe. Hello. And Alexis. Buongiorno. And I'm gonna, <laughs> so international today, I'm gonna go into our Facebook to get a suggestion for this game. Um, I will take a suggestion from Lauren, which is a candle shaped like a pear. That is your suggestion for this scene. <laughs> Lauren, what uh, you like? And I'm also gonna take a suggestion uh, from Becky of like a letter that she's written in one of her words, which is the letter P. Uh, this is a game called Alphabet. So the, they will do a perfectly normal scene inspired by the suggestion, a candle shaped like a pear, starting on the letter P, and each line must continue with the next letter of the alphabet. So should we do a quick example of that? If Chloe were to say... Pretty nice day out. Quite nice. Exactly. PQ. That's how the alphabet goes. <laughs> so without further ado, Chloe and Alexis, take away with the suggestion, a candle shaped like a pear. Pears. I'm telling you, Billy, it's going to be the next big thing. Quentin, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just not sure we can bank on pear candles taking off. Really, I do believe that this is the next innovative idea and I really would just love for you to get on board with one of my business ideas just once. Stop raising your voice at me, sir. <laughs> Times are tough, Billy, and I just want to be an entrepreneur and the financial crisis is stressing me out, but I really do believe that people need candles shaped like pears at their homes understandable Quentin I, I get it but I just I think your passion is sometimes misdirected I'm not the enemy you know vitriol is my default setting <laughs> I'm so sorry Billy I, I know that I just get so passionate when it comes to business you know we are best friends and business partners and I, I really think that, that we can make this work Xander is my best friend. Oh. I don't know what you're thinking, but he's the only one who actually supports me around here. You, Judas. <laughs> Zoolander. Zoolander is my favorite movie and you never wanted to watch it with me. So that is why Xander is my best friend. Xander with an X, not a Z. All the times I said no to Zoolander, it was because you got so aggressive and passionate about about blue ice and uh, the, 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 all the other elements of the film. Blue ice is the best part of the film, okay? <laughs> but you know, I wouldn't expect you to understand. Ever since you went away to that fancy college, you just don't seem to care about your old friends in your hometown. Just hang out with your Harvard friends, I guess. College is essential for social mobility. Didn't work for me. I went for <laughs> one term and nobody wanted to be my friend. So great, thanks for rubbing it into my face. Everybody hates you. <laughs> Except for me, because I am your best friend. Even Xander, I'm pretty sure, is not really on board with the whole Quentin experience. Friends don't abandon you. They actually stick around. Good friends abandon you. <laughs> like me, I'm a good friend and that's why I left for Harvard and didn't call. Harvard? Harvard? I just... 
I just think you could go to heck with that. <laughs> I will go to heck. I will. Me. I'll go to heck if that's what you want. Just, just kidding, Billy. I, <laughs> I don't want you to go to heck. I don't want you to go to Harvard. I, I just want you to stay by my side and for us to work this through. You know, I, I really believe that if we just talk it out, we can really come to a mutual understanding here. Kick me while I'm down, why don't you? <laughs> I know your lying voice when I hear it. Lying? I would never lie to you, Billy. Many lies! <laughs> Many lies! No lies! No lies! <laughs> just truth. Just truth and appreciation for my friend. Obvious lie! Obvious lie! I can see it in your face. Just try with the truth for once. And see! <laughs> <laughs> this next game I need all the imps and I am going to take a suggestion of just uh, an interesting kind of set of words. Um, oh, here's a nice one from Anna, enemies to lovers. So we're going to take the suggestion enemies to lovers and tell you Anna this story in the style of a radio play. Um, so Chloe will be the narrator and the rest of the imps will be characters in the story and we'll just take you on a journey. So, uh, take it away, Chloe, with the suggestion, Enemies to Lovers. Desiree and Sebastian were the best salespeople on their floor at Pfizer, the pharmaceutical company. They bounced off of each other, their mutual rage fueled their career progression. Little did they know that if you scraped back the hate a little bit, well, there was so much more to find beneath. Hello, uh, Mr. Carlson. Yes, it's me, Desiree. Hi, uh, I'm here to call just about uh, the uh, pills we're selling to your account. Stop calling here. I don't want the pills. Delete my number, please. Listen, as a salesperson, I've been told that no just means uh, I'm not ready to say yes yet. So. Listen, uh, those pills gave me an extra toe, and I don't need no extra toes anymore <laughs> that I've already got. Well, Wait, who's that, darling? Is that the salesman I'm on the phone? Say, oh, yeah, Margaret, it's another salesman. Oh, have you told him about your extra toe? I've told him, I told him. Uh, why don't you tell him about our holiday to no. San Francisco? Well, actually, so we just went on holiday oh, to San Francisco. So nice. The Americans are so oh, lovely, they really are. Really nice. Now, th that sounds lovely, Mr. Carlson. Um, I, and Mrs. I, I, Carlson and in the background. You can, you can. Well, you know what? Maybe I misspoke, but maybe you shouldn't have called me a salesman because my name's Desiree, uh, and I'd actually prefer it if you gendered me properly. Thank you. Oh, uh, didn't you enjoy swimming while you were in San Francisco? Didn't your extra toes help you with that? Oh, that's, that's true. That's not a bad point, that's yeah. True. And don't you think that with even more toes that your swimming would be even better oh, in future? Oh, that's so do you think maybe it's worth just trying a few more of the pills? Say a couple more hundred boxes? Well, he, he sounds like a nice young man. Gee, she sounds like a nice young man. She sounds like a nice young person. We're so old. We're so old. No, um, 
I, you know what? Okay, Desiree, why not? Why not? You know, I've got a bit left in my pension, so why not spend the Are last you, of it yeah. on your pill? And I've got a lot left in my pension, so you can have... She doesn't, she is. No problem. Do you know what? I'll send you over an invoice uh, and we'll package a couple of boxes of these. What a nice young man. What a nice young man. As Desiree concluded her third lucrative call of the morning, <laughs> Sebastian glared at her across their shared workstation. A mix of admiration and something more? <laughs> Desiree? I, I notice your phone has been <laughs> popping off the hook. <laughs> well, Sebastian, uh, frankly, maybe if you took your job a little bit more seriously, <gasps> yours might be buzzing just as much as mine is. Just like my social life as well, unlike yours. Well, that was both the professional dig and the personal dig. Yes. My phone buzzes aplenty, thank you. Uh, Desiree, Sebastian, would you both step into my office, please? Sure. Yes, steps in quicker. <laughs> Beat you to it, Desiree. Wow. And I slammed the door on Desiree's face. <laughs> no, no, I need you both okay. in here. Desiree, you... Okay, hello. Great. Well, you know you both are the best top salesmen at this here Saleswoman, Oh, here we with, with the modern, sorry, modern, the modern stuff again. All oh, your modern -y. Sorry, you, you're both my top people, all right? <laughs> but I need one of you to go to a conference in Boston. Which is not where we are right now. It's somewhere different in the east coast of the United States. Yes. I need one of you to go, okay? And I need you to decide amongst yourselves who needs it more, right? Your numbers are on par. Your sales technique is flawless, both of yes, you. Yes, we both call up old Scottish people and just you pitch to them. Uh <laughs> transatlantic in your sales, both. But I do need you to figure out between both of you. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to send you on the company's money to a dinner tonight and by the end of that dinner you need to tell me who's going to Boston tomorrow morning where are we going boss? what restaurant? it's called love is in the air <laughs> we just have a corporate account there so please feel free and I heard the uh, shrimp in particular is very nice now get out of my office I had calls to make <laughs> me first loser and the day passed in a frenzy of anticipation and, and, and customer service. They were, they were excited, aggravated, and basically just very keyed up in a lot of confusing ways. But before they knew it, it was 7pm. And they were meeting each other outside of Lovers in the Air, a small, small bistro with a very long sign outside. <laughs> <laughs> and they went inside and they sat at a table with a small candle and it it, it, it oh, it's shaped like a pear. <laughs> <laughs> Desiree, late as usual. Yes, well, I'll have you know, Sebastian, I don't work for time, time works for me. Oh, I must write that one down. That sounds as though it would convince a lot of old Scottish people. So, here's your menu. I don't work here, I just... <laughs> I like to be proactive. Well... Can you even read English? <laughs> I can read. I can read seven languages, Sebastian. I just can't speak or understand them. Yes. Of all the negs in the world, linguistically based negs are the hardest to avoid. I've, I've heard the shrimp is good. Yes, I was in the room as well this morning, Sebastian. I can hear just as well as you. Thank you. 
waiter, waiter. Bonsoir, les amoureux. Okay, I don't know what that means, but can I? Can I have it's Italian, doofus. I would like the shrimp, please. Oh, madame, it's a wonderful choice. And will you have the garlicky garlic extra sauce? Is it, is it, is it recommended? Oh, yes, but you... Uh, I don't know this romantic situation. Maybe no, 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 we are... We are salespeople, we exchange. Oh, okay. There's incomes and outcomes, but... I'm so sorry, I know I'm French, and so we feel like we're tapped into energies on a different level, but... I sent something, I'm so sorry, very oh. professional. Little did Francois know he had tapped into exactly the right energy that was sparking off between Desiree and Sebastian. The wine, the shrimp, it all melted away. The animosity had left only the underlying passion. Oh, uh, Desiree, you've got some garlic sauce on your chin. Let me just lick it off. <laughs> Was, Sebastian, that was, that was uncalled for. That was, well, I was just... You've entered my personal space. And, well, I can't say whether I liked it or not. Would you like me to remove my tongue from your chin? <laughs> not, not just yet. Well, let's order pudding whilst in this position. Okay, you can... Garçon! Garçon! Yes. Okay, you can move now. You're shouting oh. in my face. Yes, yes, but, uh, what can I help you with? Uh, well, well, we were hoping for a rather, you know, classically Italian dish like yourself and something, <laughs> something to get maybe the mood flowing. Um, absolutely. I am happy to bring you a creme brulee, one pot and with waiter. two spoons. Why, why not make it two pots with one spoon? <laughs> That's even more intimate. I will happily bring it for you. I'll be just back in just one minute. Well... Sebastian, Desiree, there's one thing we haven't spoken about yet. Desiree, we haven't. Continue. <laughs> I don't understand what that means, but, <laughs> but we still haven't worked out which one of us is going to Boston. Well, if you go to Boston, then I don't want to stay here. Where will you go? I will go to Boston, but on my own money, because... <laughs> You would be paid for where they come. What, well, you're, you're paid 13% more than me, so maybe that's the best scenario. <laughs> and Desiree suddenly remembered. Wait, why was she letting her guard down with this man? This enemy? This rival? She thought potentially he was just trying to knock down her defences so that he might win the conference. Get them into a sort of no you go, no you go kind of situation. And suddenly the atmosphere turned cold just in time for the two creme brulees <laughs> and the one spoon. Yes, <sighs> Sebastian, get your tongue off my face. I'm going to Boston. <laughs> and Francois, I'll have both of those creme brulees to go, please. Oh, uh, absolutely. Well, Francois, I'll have the spoon to go, please. <laughs> uh, well, we don't actually have a policy for the cutlery removal, but uh, well, for this time only. Okay. <laughs> and uh, the next day, Desiree had her small business carry-on and she was waiting at the airport to go from the city she was in to Boston. <laughs> this is last call for passengers on the flight from unnamed airport to Boston at 10.31. Last call to report to gate 12, please. Uh, yeah, hello? 
Desiree, I'm so happy that you're going to be the one going to Boston. I just wanted to call you to let you know that uh, Sebastian, he ended up quitting today. So you're the only salesman left at the company. Saleswoman. <laughs> Salesperson, sorry. Um, so just so you know that by the time you get back, he'll be gone. So your flight leaves in a few minutes, but I just wanted to let you know. Well, well thank you for updating me, uh, unnamed boss. Have a great trip. I'm Joe. You know that. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> well, this, this certainly makes me feel... <laughs> Desiree, it's me, Sebastian. I've done a Love Actually and now I'm here. What are you doing? Have you seen the film Love Actually? No, I'm American. <laughs> yes, famously, they didn't release it in America. They thought it would be too financially successful. No, the bit when the small boy sort of runs... Basically, I've run past security and I'm here and I've quit my job. I don't know if you've heard... I heard you were fired. <laughs> well, it, it, it's a mutual decision. Okay. But I, I just wanted to come with a conundrum. <gasps> Boston or Bastion. <laughs> That's so deep. But you're making me choose between my career and you. And that's not fair, Sebastian. I shouldn't have to choose. What are you saying? Are you saying I should very quickly retrain as a long haul pilot and pilot the plane and then we're both in Boston? Is yes, that what that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and so Sebastian did. <laughs> Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is your Captain Sebastian speaking. Uh, this flight uh, we are expecting to take off uh, when I just wear wherever the clutch is and then uh, <laughs> might be a bit of a bumpy ride hopefully we'll be in the air at some point uh, and if uh, you have any problems just uh, I've left the door unlocked so pop on in and just have a chat to me thus <laughs> Sebastian discovered that his true passion was making long winded nonsensical announcements over the PA in an aeroplane knowing full well that Desiree was a couple of rows behind him on her latest business trip developing herself as the best darn businesswoman in we don't know what town the end and sing what a beautiful story thank you so much for listening we have been the Oxford Imps so uh, goodbye from Emma and Alexis bye and Giles bye Chloe bye Dan bye and Sarah Bye everyone! Bye! Bye. Love you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, <laughs> like, <laughs> rate, <laughs> and leave a review. <laughs>